everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 97, but if you're keeping track at home, you know that means it's season two, episode 47. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And there is so much going on. Mandatory minicamps ran, 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 wrapped up today. There you go. Jeez, I'm one beer in, folks. Uh, wrapped up today. There's news out of there. There's a tampering claim against the Patriots. No, by the Patriots. No. Can you believe it? No. But first, let's start where we always start. Craig, I felt like I brought you a beer. You did. I felt like going back to our roots today. All right, we can do that. So today I brought us Road to Ruin from Two Roads Brewing. It is my go-to just I need a beer beer. Okay, so, fair, um, fair. You know, so no it's, need to really review no, it. No, because we've talked about it a lot, and it's it's been around for a long this time. This is probably the fourth or fifth episode we've had Road to Ruin on. At least. <laughs> it's a, a very hoppy double IPA. I detect notes of pine when I drink it. This is and, my go-to. You know, I have to say, when I first started going to Two Roads, this was one of the first beers I had, and yep. this was before I really dove into IPA land. Yep. I couldn't drink this. Same. Could not drink it. Were you? I think you were. There. I think I went with you the first time you'd been. It was my second trip. My first trip was with Sean and Christy, and I think I went with you the second time. And I, I remember saying to you, I didn't like it, and I wasn't an yeah. IPA guy at that point. You were like, "Well, I gotta try it anyway," and you were like, "You know, I don't like it either." And like six months later, we just, could drink gallons of it. It just grew on you. <clears throat> I think once you prepare your palate for that IPA hoppiness, right. It, you know, you get used to it changes. Right. I wasn't an IPA guy before Two Roads. Two no. Roads made me an IPA person. Yes. Um, yes. And Saison's. I was not into the farmhouse style either before them, but I am now. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but they're doing a promotion where they're donating money to uh, some LGBT group. If you drink a workers' comp in the month of June in the tasting room, they mm-hmm. donate a dollar to an LGBT group out of New Haven. So... If you care about cool. Pride Month, <clears throat> cool. go. And if you don't care about Pride Month, you're a terrible human being. No, I'm not saying <laughs> that. Not but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, all right, on to the stuff we got going on. Sure. Um, burning hot takes. Oh, and a quick thing with the uh, yeah. with the numbers. There's no one in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, weird, with those, huh? With those seven numbers. So, you know, kids, if you... Oh, wait, well, 47 might. I didn't look at 47. Okay. I looked at 97. Let me back well, up let's, here. Okay, let's we'll say that if you're on... There de- is. If you're on defense... And you think you're good enough to get into the Hall of Fame? Pick 97. Seriously, you could be the only guy in the Hall of Fame with 97 right now. So who's anyone 47? Yeah, Mel Blunt was 47. Uh, cornerback. I remember the name, but I could not tell you a damn thing about him. I could not even tell you who he played for, and my tablet is loading, so it's not going to tell me who he played for. Perfect. Uh, cornerback. I feel like he was, what, 70s? Uh, was I believe 60s? that's right. He was a stealer. 14 seasons, was enshrined in 1989. Uh, Stats. Let's see what jumps out on stats. Oh, yeah. He was there from 70 through 83. So he played 14 seasons, 200 total games, 57 interceptions uh, for 736 yards, two touchdowns, 13 fumble recoveries for two more touchdowns. He was a ball hawk. Before there was a ball hawk, he was a ball hawk. So there you go. Mel Blunt is our, our player of the game today. So, all right. Burning hot takes. Craig, what have you got right. for me? <clears throat> so did you see who's going to be on Hard Knocks this year, the HBO series? I did. It was one of my potential questions. So you're oh. a jerk for stealing it. So go for it. Um, I don't even know. If, well, I get it's, it's like a generalized question. Do you think 
we're going to see things that are going to surprise anyone about John Gruden and the Raiders? I don't think we're going to see anything that surprises folks, but I see think we're going to see things that are entertaining. First off, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown, which means he's automatically entertaining. He is Ocho Cinco 21st century. So we're going to see things. I think we're going to see, I hope what we see is intra interesting interactions between John Gruden and their new GM, whose name I'm just drawing a blank on. Um, but they're, supposedly they're both player personnel guys. Uh, I was, they were talking about it yesterday or today on Sirius uh, uh, NFL radio that it has a lot of potential to be very insightful into the whole process of how you put together a team. So I am hopeful for it. I don't think we're going to get crazy drama. I don't think we're going to get like we got with the Browns with Hugh Jackson saying, you know, who's in charge? I'm in charge every five minutes. Um, I don't think we're going to get like the year we had the, was it the Jets where they had the defense, the cornerback who was counting off his kids and was forgetting names and ran out of uh, fingers. Maybe the Bengals were on it one year. So I, I mean, I, I, I didn't have HBO then, so I didn't see it. Well, I have HBO now, so you can always come and watch it anytime you want. So, so I think it'll be entertaining. What do you think? Hmm. Um. Yeah. Same thing. I just, I really don't know what to expect from the Raiders this year. Like they, they could be a four win team. They could be a nine win team. They are I have absolutely no somewhere idea. between one and sixteen wins. Exactly. But I can see a scenario where they're a four win team that is really bad and self destruct. I can see where they're a 12-win team and come out of nowhere. My gut tells me they're 7-9, and 6-10. Yeah, 500. Are they fantasy viable? Is A.B. <clears throat> fantasy viable? Does, yeah, because he is talented. Does this make David Carr fantasy relevant? It, not, it pushes him up a, po- a point or two in the second tier, but... All right, so he passes Andy Dalton. He goes from QB fifteen to QB fourteen. Congratulations! I, no, it doesn't move him. It doesn't move him into. It doesn't move him into the QB one conversation. Right. It makes him a low end QB two. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's really he's what it a does. Good. He's be a good backup. I could easily, off the top of my head, right now, name at least fifteen quarterbacks I'd rather have. Let's put it that way: fifteen quarterbacks right now. If I looked at a list of quarterbacks. I could list 15 Now you're talking about season long or you're talking about DFS? Season long. Oh, DFS is a different animal. DFS is a You would start you would start card DFS. In the right situation? Yes, I would. Against the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> I'm going to think about it. The Chiefs are woefully bad against the pass. Woefully bad. And, and he all sees they've them done, twice a year. <laughs> and all they've done is bring in defensive line guys. They're going to pass pressure, but is Cara panicker? Maybe a little. Maybe a little, but not as bad as some other people. Right, right. So, yeah, we'll see. They brought it. They brought. They beefed up the defensive line because they want to get to people like Philip Rivers and Joe Flacco. They're not worried about Derek Carr. Maybe they should be, but they're not. Maybe they're yeah. not. They're not because they don't think he's accurate. They don't think he's good enough. Let <clears throat> AB get open. They don't think he can hit the side of a boat, let alone AB on the on a flat. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll it's see the first time he's had like a, you know, a top tier receiver. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what else you got? Uh, oh, yeah. It's my turn. Eh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So interesting conversation on fantasy football morning the other day. Okay. All right. So I want you to tell me right now, who's your favorite Marvel or DC superhero? 
<clears throat> oh, really? Because mine's kind of obscure. It's okay. It's all right. Who is it? Havoc. Okay, Havoc from X-Men. Right. Okay. Not super obscure. Ex- uh, uh, obscure. I swear to God, I'm one beer in. Um, not super obscure. He appeared in one of the movies. Wasn't he, he did? He wasn't the Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Okay, so there yeah. you go. They wanted you to pick an NFL player okay. that best represents your favorite comic book person. Wow. And they were using examples like Zeke as the Hulk. Okay. Uh, what's his name from um, the, with the long blonde hair from uh, the Packers? Matthews. Matthews. Clay Matthews uh, as uh, Thor. Um, yeah, that seems. OBJ was their pick for Spider-Man because he seems to like to leap and grab at things. Who's your Havoc in the NFL? Pick one guy that is wow. Havoc and tell me why you pick him. Why? Well, all right. My first thought would be. This is Burning Hot Takes. It's right. your first so, thought. First thought off the top of my head would be Vontez. Vontez. Why? Right. Because if you know anything about Havoc's character, he has like a very, very short temper. And so does Vontez. And so does Vontez. And his power, you know, he shoots pure energy, like, out of his, well, depending on the time frame, uh, his chest or hands. Right. And pretty much disintegrates everything in front of him. So why wouldn't you pick Indomitian Sue? Because I don't think of him. Okay. Really. Another guy with some attitude issues. Yeah. He tends to just demolish things in his path. Yeah, either one would work. Okay. Okay. Either one. I went with, and this is going to go old school. They were talking about sure. Spider-Man, yeah, and it made me remember. Ready for this name from the past? I think we've mentioned it before in this podcast. Pac-Man Jones. No, Andre <laughs> Risen. Remember him? When Andre Risen used to make a big catch or score a touchdown, he would drop to one knees, put out his arms, and bring his fingers into his wrist like he was Spider-Man shooting webs. And when he was really excited, he would pump his arms like they were shooting webs like machine guns. Like there was recoil of him doing it. And you you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing it with my hands. And (laughs) nobody can see this. (laughs) But that's where I went with it. I'm like, how can we have these conversations? Well, this guy reminds me of Spider-Man. Andre Ryzen thought he was Spider-Man. Right. And then his house burned down. And then his house burned down. Oh, left eye. Oh. Rest in peace. I mean, she did light the sneakers on fire in the tub. So, I mean... So, so intent is a question. Right, right. I mean, she definitely intended to burn the sneakers. Right. I apologize, by the way. If anybody hears me clear my nose, my allergies are wretched. New England allergies right now, Horrible. wretched. Oh, yeah. I am on a double dose of my normal Zyrtec, and it's still <laughs> wretched. So, all right. So that was Mike. What do you got for me? What else you got for me? <sighs> wow. Come you on. Know? Well, see, no. Well, the biggest news really now lately is E3, and but compared to about video games, okay. Well, uh, we're not talking about the Madden curse. Do we have to? Talk no, about no, 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 no. Because no, Madden, every third Madden episode, is not, we Madden about is not out yet, and okay. it's going to affect your team anyway. So yeah, we won't, I, saw, I don't want to. Talk we about. won't bring it up. All right. So what do you um, have for video games? I just want to know. Um, this will be quick because I know a lot of people listening to this probably don't like video games. Right. But there's an old game that came back. Are you talking about City Heroes? I am, so I'm just curious. How much sleep have you lost? Well, all right, so that's a trick question. Okay. I am in the middle of relocating my family out right. of the current city into another one. Right. There's a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot of family stuff going on in our lives. I want to, by the way, wish congratulations to my sister-in-law and uh, her husband-to-be. Uh, Katie and Anthony got engaged this weekend. Congratulations, you guys. Yay! 
Um, there's that going on. And then we're moving. So all hell's breaking loose. So I haven't been sleeping well. Right. Since Saturday, I've probably gotten about a combined 10 hours of sleep and we record on Wednesday. So I'm averaging about three hours of sleep a night. Right. So I wouldn't say City of Heroes has interrupted my sleep cycle. That being said, <laughs> every minute that hasn't been dedicated to family stuff or to this move, I've spent on City of Heroes. All right. I snuck 45 minutes in before I came to podcast tonight. Nice. Um, I rolled two characters. I brought back my classic, whose name is Lord Thunderthighs. Um, I don't yeah, know why. And, and quick aside, City of Heroes was a game that was discontinued in 2012. Right. And it recently just got resurrected by a very dedicated group of people. Yeah, a bunch of people got a hold of the code <laughs> through somewhat legal means and started putting a server together. And the old publisher didn't seem to have a problem with it. Now they're actually launching a server. And now they're in negotiations to just make sure that it's okay legally. They can get the legal sign off on it. But it's all crowdfunded source. It's all crowdsourced. Right. So it's nice. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I guess the answer to your question is... It hasn't affected your sleep. No, but since Sunday, so this is the fourth day I've played, I've probably logged about 12 to 14 hours already. Nice. Nice. I've got Lord Thunderthighs up to level 19, and I've got my magic compatriot, Mr. Merlin, uh, which you would only understand if you were a Mystery Science Theater fan. You would only understand that reference if you were a, a, an MST fan. Um, I've got him up to level 8. So Nice. But why aren't you playing? We haven't seen you. Uh, I'm having technical difficulties. Get online. Get online. You're missing out on the fun. Everyone is. The rest of our friends are all playing blasters with fire. So I run in. Lord Thunderthighs is basically a Wolverine clone, by the way. So he's a scrapper. He's got claws. He sits there and claws at people. They stand back and set things on fire while I taunt things with my claws and go, come on, me, bub. And that's it. That's essentially what we do. We're having a good time. Nice. With uh, old software. I'll, I'll figure it out. Figure, figure it, it out. out. Make it happen. All right. On to the topics. We're going to do a main story about best ball today. But first, I really want to touch really quickly on the Patriots-Texans saga that broke today. So I didn't hear this, so okay. you're going to not tell me the story. You are, but you have to give me a moment to clear my sinuses. Uh, of course. Yet again. This will be the allergy episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a good I get, title. I apologize. I keep leaning away from the mic, but Craig has these mics so finely tuned that I could probably go downstairs and clear my sinuses and you'd still hear it. All right. So today, the Patriots lodged a formal complaint against the, the Houston Texans that there was tampering and that they tried to hire away. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. I want to get the names and the positions right on this. So bear with me for a second. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Nick Casario. I'm probably getting that name wrong. He works for the Patriots. He's their director of player personnel. Okay. So he's at the ring ceremony last year or at the end of last season. He's at the ring ceremony to get their new Super Bowl rings. They, cause they do a big thing in the stadium, but the ring ceremony really takes place like a month or two afterwards in private. Right. They're at the uh, Coach Belichick's house, and they the, the Texans were interested in bringing Casario on as their new GM. Okay. So, conveniently enough, a guy now working for the Texans... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, well, Casario is very close with Bill O'Brien, who once worked for the Texans. 
and they just happened to have, I'm looking for the name of the guy who was there, Jack Easterby, who was the Patriot team chaplain and something else. <laughs> but oh, now that was works, a priest involved? He, well, he wasn't a priest. He was just their spiritual guidance. All right, all right. But he, was, he worked for the Patriots. Okay. Now he works for the Texans. But he worked for the Patriots last season, so they invite him to the ring ceremony. So while he's there... He supposedly goes to Nick Casario. Hey, you know, um, Texans still want to talk to you. Patriots said no, but, uh, you know, chance ever presents itself. Give us a call. That's a violation of league policy. Oh, my. They'd, the Texans had already formally asked to speak to Nick Casario. I hope I'm saying his name right because I have no idea who this guy is. Formally asked to say to talk to him about the GM position in, in Houston. The Patriots said, eh, we're kind of interested in keeping him where he is, so no. Which is their right. Right. <clears throat> is it a jerk move? <clears throat> Man, it is in the coach rank. It's considered a, a, but I mean, it would. Yeah, but they didn't do anything wrong. No, they followed the rules. The only thing you could say bad about the Patriots in this is that they were jerks. Every, almost every time. Right now, Cinch is yelling at his mail. Right. Almost <laughs> every time a coach is considered for a head coaching position, the team says, Go ahead and talk to that team. It's a professional courtesy. Right. The Patriots in this case said, we're not comfortable with that. We don't want you talking to Nick Casario. Okay. That's their right. Whether or not it's okay, that's up to individual interpretation. I'm not going to rule on that. But they said no. And yet, here comes Easterby at the ceremony and goes, yeah, you know, we can't officially say it, but, you know, give me a call. And drops his card on the floor or something. Something stupid like that. (laughs) I'm not saying that's what he actually did, but that's essentially what he did. That's a form of tampering. If this happened the way the Patriots allege, what should happen to the Texans? Because uh, we all know the Patriots have been hit with like draft pick losses. Have. And um, well, you know, we got to be fair about it. If it does come out, you know, if they the NFL does decide they did something wrong, <clears throat> then you know they're going to have to lose, either get fined or lose draft picks like the Patriots did. I have to agree. My only issue with how this, many or how much, I don't know, but. League policy decide that. I really don't care about that bit. My big thing with this is the Patriots should just let the guy talk. They've done it in the past. True. They've let G. They've let folks in their organization go to other organizations. What's his name? Their offensive coordinator, the guy who turned down Denver, or was Indy? The guy who turned down. Indy. Oh yeah, he's like, ah, I'll take a job there. Nah, forget it. Yeah, no. All right, we'll bring in Frank Reich instead. Who's laughing now? Well, he is because he's still making a ton of money and he's got another Super Bowl <laughs> ring. But who's laughing now? He is. But Frank Reich still does a tremendous job in Indy, and they're on the way up. Right. He may not be laughing a year or two down the line. So just let him talk. Just let him talk. Yeah. And I think there's a certain irony and a certain kind of righteous vengeance that the organization that has been most maligned as being cheaters are now calling someone else on being a cheat. So it's either the most virtuous thing I've ever seen or the most stupid. Stupid, the ironic, yeah. It's like a guy who went to jail for robbing a bank (laughs) who gets out and as he's walking down the street, he sees his brother rob a bank and he sees it and he stands there and the cops show up and say, did you see anything? He goes, yeah, my brother robbed this bank. You've been fined and hit yourself. So is that just you being conscientious or you being a, re- a reactive jerk? I don't know. 
I don't like the yeah. Patriots, so I want to think it's reactive jerk. The bottom line is they're within their rights. They are. That they are. And the Texans were stupid. And it's and that's presuming we're presuming that this guy was acting under Texan order. If not, Easterby is stupid because he probably just cost himself a job. Because you more are, than likely. Your teams are responsible <laughs> for the conduct of their employees. So if Easterby said to his boss, Don't worry, I'm going to the ring ceremony, but I won't say anything, and then went and said something, it's still on the Texans. Their employee went to an NFL function <laughs> under a different contract and interfered with the Patriots staff. It's still a violation. Yeah, so they definitely, if, you know, they decide that actually happened. Yeah, right. Did, you know. Right, so just, when you file this kind of grievance, that just starts the investigation. Right. And that's where we're at. They're right. investigating it. So, I mean, it's not like the Patriots get anything out of this. It's not like the lost draft picks go to the Patriots. And at the end of the day... Because this Nick guy is still on the Patriots staff. No harm, no foul. But it's about the procedure. No. All right. On to the main story tonight. Best ball. Dun, 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 dun. The source, who is our one of our favorite contributors of both beer and knowledge. He said it's too early for best ball. He's wrong. (laughs) It's very rare that I will openly disagree with the source. You know when it's too early for best? When is it too early for best ball? I'm going to ask you, and I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to warn before, you with this. Before you answer this question, yeah. I want to say, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Yep. You're a man who won't drink a pumpkin beer because the month doesn't end in R. Life has to have whimsy. So, whimsy is drinking pumpkin beer in August. Uh, ER, ER. Okay, go on. Too early for best ball would be before the draft. Okay, I don't disagree with that. You and want to do it after the draft? Fine. The draft before app, the draft app launched Best Ball a week after the Super Bowl ended. A week. Yeah, for me that's a bit too soon. That's early. That's because people are going to be in different spots. They could get hurt. You know, whatever. Retire. They could retire. It's something. The Doug Baldwin Suspended. finally retire. Yes. There you go. So if you drafted Doug Baldwin the week after the <laughs> Super Bowl because you think Seattle's going to rise this year. <laughs> You've got see? a problem. Yeah, see, now you're down a cor- uh, receiver. So I don't agree with the source on this, but I respect it. But I like, as soon as the draft is over, the mini camps, it's time to start talking about best ball. So what the hell is best ball? We've talked about it before, but if you haven't heard those particular episodes, yep. best ball is very simple. <laughs> it's draft it and forget it. You draft a team. There are no trades, no lineups, no ads, no drops. Whatever you do on draft day, you live with the rest of the year. Right. Whatever, if you draft three quarterbacks, whichever one scores the most points is automatically your starter for the week. Done. And it's automatically done by computer. It's season long. (laughs) Last year, uh, we put ourselves in about $20 worth of of drafts last year because I'd never done best ball before and walked out with $24.80. Hey, it's it's a plus. That's a plus. That's a 20% gain. Roughly 20% gain. So that's what best ball is. So tonight, I came over a little early. Because Craig wanted me to finally watch Harmon Quest, which is hysterical. I really enjoyed that. The nerd in me Good. really enjoyed that. And did a best ball. So here is the result of our best ball. Now, how many people were in this draft? So this was on the draft app. Uh, there was it's a 10-team draft. I went cheap. I went the dollar entry just because I wanted to do something simple. I am considering, I, and maybe you need to talk me off the ledge on this before my wife hears me say this. Okay. There's a twenty-five dollar 
World Best Bowl Championship on draft. Okay. We should, we should do that. It's $25 to get in, $3.5 million to first place. It's just going to be this massive open free-for-all. <clears throat> yep. In Best Ball. <clears throat> I, I want to do it. We should do it. I really, really want to do it. Ugh. Anyway. We'll go. So go in front of there. So round one. So we picked sixth. Sixth for me is anywhere in the five through eight range. Okay. Is the worst possible pick in a oh, for draft. Oh, for a snake draft? Horrible. Yes. Be- well, this year in particular, because that puts you in what I call the David Johnson zone. <laughs> he's going to be there between five and eight. Quick aside. Did you see that he said he's the best running back in the league? I'm glad he thinks that. I, I hope his therapist <laughs> is working with him on that. I've already, I put it out. I put it out this year. I put it out this year. Um, I'm done with the cult of DJ. After last year, I'm done. Yeah. We ranked him at fourth last year and got shit on <clears throat> Twitter like we had just said that God was dead. And where did he finish last year? Like 12th? No, no. He had such a great finish to the year. He climbed into like eighth. But with like three quarters of the season gone and like week 10, he was like cute. He was like RB 15. Yeah. He had one game over 100 yards. He hasn't. He hasn't finished a full season in like three years. Except last year. Right. Except last year. So every time I say I'm not sold on David Johnson, I get flooded with anger. (laughs) I get I find dead animals on my front lawn. There's cryptic symbols spray painted on the sidewalk. There's Latin phrases in odd marked envelopes shoved into my mailbox. It's like some sort of cursed place in my family. So I'm done with the cult of DJ. But in that five day range, you are in David Johnson land. You are. Because the first four running backs are pretty set. In whatever order you want to take them, they're pretty set. So unless you get a cultist in your draft that's going to take David Johnson at two. Which could happen. Which can happen and has happened in some of my best balls. You're screwed. So here's what happened with us. Saquon Barkley went one. Not a shock. Right. See him going one in a lot of drafts early. Zeke went two. Also not a shock. Right. By the way, we were the ones that said Zeke was better than DJ last year. We were one of many, but we were one of them. So there. Three, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you can make the argument that Alvin Kamara is better, but you know what? Alvin Kamara went to four. Yeah, the only thing my thing with McCaffrey is I don't know if Cam's going to play this year. Yeah, we never know with Cam. (laughs) We never know with Cam. So Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, the five pick right ahead of us. I'm convinced this guy's taking Melvin Gordon. He takes David Johnson. Yay! Thank you, Jesus. So we took (laughs) Melvin Gordon at 1-6. The rest of the first round went Hopkins, Bell, Joe Mixon at 1-9. Is Joe Mixon really see? a first-round pick? I think he is this year. There is a lot of – well, I guess I follow it more than other people. The the vibe out of the camp this year for the Bengals that yeah. it, it's a completely different team. But he's, again, he's and another guy much, who gets hurt every time. Right. No, he, he, does, he is injury-prone. But actually, Mixon said that the Bengals are going to win a playoff game this year. They so, got to make the playoffs first, Joe. Oh, they can make the playoffs. That division is terrible. They can make the playoffs. I think Cleveland's going to win that division. They No, this is about oh, well, this is just playoffs, not the division. Well, but, so all right, but the AFC is where 
that's a different topic. So okay, so they're not. So let's concede. Are we willing to concede that that there there's a good chance they're not going to win a division, which means they need to get in as a wild card. Right. All right, we can say that. If they get in as a wild card, who are they edging out in the divisions that are more competitive? The Colts are going to win the AFC South, or is Houston? What happens Probably if they're the both Colts. at ten wins? Do you see the Bengals getting to 10 wins? I don't. How do they decide that? What if three teams have 10 wins? And they're all tied? They're all tied. There's a whole tiebreaker procedure that's like 12 pieces long and eventually <laughs> comes down to like total point scored. It does. Does it? <laughs> it comes down to common opponents. Then it comes down to divisional opponents. Then it comes down to conference opponents. Then it comes down to something like point differential in opponents you share. Really? Yes. And like, wow. it's like It's like fifth or sixth down. So the Bengals and the Jets are tied for the last playoff spot, and they get to there. They look at every team they both played and look at the record. If the record's the same, then, like, the next thing down is point differential between common games. So if the Jets outscored their points by 85 and the Bengals by 86, the Bengals go because they scored a point more. That's why. Wow, this is like picking the new president. If like the the president, the vice president die. Yes. (laughs) Well, there's but there's a clearly established order of like 32 people. Just remember, if the first 30 people die, the treasurer, the the Department of Treasury, no, the Department of Treasury, Department of Transportation chairman, he's your new president. (laughs) I defy anyone listening to this podcast without going to the internet to tell me who the who the person in charge of the Department of Transportation is. Do it. Do it. Um, So anyway. Yeah, going on. There's a whole thing. I can't see the Bengals having a better record than both the Colts and the Texans. And if they're both as good as we think they're going to be, one of them is going to be a wild card. I don't think Houston's – I think the mm, – I think Houston's a 10-win team. Houston's – I don't know. Easy 10 wins. Maybe uh, 11 or 12. Maybe uh, 11 or 12. I don't know. They have what a if, lot of potential, but they have a lot of potential to just crash into the side of a mountain. What if the Chiefs and the Chargers are both good again? Which could happen. Well, you know, there's a Madden curse. So, What if Denver and Oakland are as bad as we think they're going to be? They have Joe Flacco now. And each of those teams cruises to 10 wins. Can you imagine? Like, has that ever happened? What? Ten, two 10-win teams in the same division? No, no, no. If you have multiple 10-win teams. Yeah. There's a whole tiebreaker procedure that deals wow. with this. Wow, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. No, it's on their website. If you no, go to the NFL it. website and go to like their playoff tracker from last year, at the bottom, it will tell you all of the tiebreakers. And if there is a tie underneath the team that gets in, it will tell you wins tie because of. They're very, very uh, transparent on that. See, I can't I can't see it. I don't see the Bengals as a playoff team this year. I just don't. All right, anyway, why don't we run through this? So Joe Mixon at nine. I do think Joe Mixon is nice. But they took him over Devontae Adams, who rounds out the first round. The guy at the turn then ignores James Conner, ignores Todd Gurley, and grabs Travis Kelsey at 2-1. Well, he is the top tight end. But you, this guy's going basically 0 RB? He's basically going 0 RB. All right, so round two then goes Conner. Gurley falls all the way to 2.3. Oh, that arthritis. The Gurley panic is real, folks. It is a real Ever since thing. they said, someone on the Rams said it's worse than they thought it was. And then everybody else in the Rams talked to the coach, and the coach said, tell everybody it's fine. And that's all you've heard from everybody else. <laughs> Everything's fine. I saw Todd Gurley walking down the street. He looked fine. So, <laughs> Hey, you know what? If we see a video of him jumping out of a pool, he's I, back he's to done. number one. He's done. 
He's done. He's out of my top 10. Uh, 2.4, Michael Thomas. 2.5, we grabbed Julio Jones. So Thomas, Adams, and Hopkins go. So we grab the fifth, uh, yeah, fourth running back off the board. We grab Julio Jones. We pass an Odell Beckham Jr. Julio Jones, for all the people who mar him because he can't catch a damn ball in the end zone. No, he cannot. He has led the league in targets two of the last four years. Everybody who says he's perpetually hurt, hurt, he's only missed three games in the last three years. For a wideout yep. who's constantly on the injury report, that's phenomenal. He has led the league in receiving yards two of the last five years. So he's only going to have one or two touchdowns a year. He's going to have 125 catches for 1,500 yards. I will take him behind all of those people. How does best ball score? Re- does it score receptions? I think we get a half point. It's half all point right. PPR. All right. Half point. That's 60 points right there. Yeah. And we get a point for every 10. He's already up to 180 points, and that's conservative. And that's if he doesn't catch a touchdown. That's if he doesn't catch any touchdowns. He catches touchdowns. He's golden. Why does no one believe in Julio <laughs> Jones anymore? All right, so would you have taken Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins ahead of Julio Jones? Uh, probably Thomas. Thomas, yes. I'm probably not, Thomas. I'm not big on the DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> Everyone thing. else, no, but definitely I would take Thomas over Jones. Do you need a beer? I do, sir. All right. Hold on a second. Oh, by the way, we're still drinking uh, Road to Road. Yeah, it's a Road to Road episode for me. I don't really care. I, I like so. two roads. I need to I have some two roads in my fridge. It's just easier. All right. There's just two roads everywhere. Beer for Craig. <laughs> Definitely oh, going to have to sit. Whoa, the laptop almost fell. That, that would have been sad. The laptop and the bottle almost fell. <laughs> that would totally. All right, we need some sort of beer delivery system in this <laughs> studio. Because the laptop would have fallen on the floor and then the beer would have fallen on top of it yes and then there would be no more football thing to find out. all right so i don't I, two last year or the year before i was like i'm not big on the deandre hopkins train and he was amazing so take my condemnation of deandre hopkins as the biggest endorsement you can mm-hmm. possibly get for his fantasy value every time i'm down on hopkins he's good every time i'm good on hopkins he's bad i'm down yep. on hopkins this year so he's gonna be fantastic Devonte adams Gets a ton of targets because Green Bay has nothing else. Green no. Bay has no no Marquez Val, Val Marquez Valquez Skit MVS the law firm as I like to call him. Geronimo. Ger, Ger, Aaron Rodgers has been supposedly off the record saying he doesn't trust Geronimo. Doesn't really trust him. That's not good. He doesn't trust. Well, MVS. I don't. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers to drink a beer. So oh, we don't, don't even get to that. <laughs> I can now drink Aaron Rodgers, and that's a sad fact. So, so I liked that pick. I do like Michael Thomas better this year. Okay, uh, after we took Julio Jones at two point five, Odell Beckham went at two six, Juju Smith Schuster at two seven, T Y Hilton at two eight. So now you start to see this drop off. Two nine was Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was a first rounder last year, folks. I know, I had him. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown at two ten. Antonio wow. Brown dropping all the where way did, behind T.Y. and Juju. Where did uh, Thielen go? Thielen's later. We haven't even. I have not said the name yet. Wow. You're you're killing the lead, but you didn't know that, so that's okay. You ready for this? This is how bad the anticipation is for Antonio Brown in Oakland. 
He was sandwiched between Dalvin Cook at 2-9 and George Kittle at 3-1. George Kittle! The dude in the one spot took Antonio Brown at the end of the second round and George Kittle at the beginning of the first round. So after three picks, he's got Barkley, Antonio Brown, and George Kittle. And I mean, he's got... Ball, he, eh. Season long, I like that better than best ball. Yes. Because don't forget, best ball, you take out the whole lineup option. You know who's great in best ball? Guys... Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yes. Guys who flash. I'm trying to think of a good example. Probably going to be Darnold is good go. in best ball. He's going to have three games a year, folks, where he's going to be a top five QB. Yep. Good luck picking those five games. But in he's going to be there. Ball, you don't have to. He just has to be sitting on the roster. He's probably going to throw touchdowns to Herndon. Right. Same thing. Chris Herndon, another great example. Chris Herndon was feast or famine last year. You don't need to worry about starting the wrong tight end. The computer does it for you. He just yep. needs to be on the bench. That's why the last best ball draft I did, I cream. It was the last round of the draft, and I or second to last round, and Cream Hunt was still sitting there. I'm like, you know what? He's gonna play. He's not gonna play until week nine. But you know what? I need him to be good twice. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I'm going to say this now, and I hate saying this. Kareem Hunt is a Nick Chubb injury and a Duke Johnson trade away from being the sole running back on the youngest, most talented team in the AFC on paper. And you know what the funny thing is? Last year, you know what you could have said about him? Yeah. Kareem Hunt is the premier running back <laughs> on the youngest and most talented team in the AFC. And he produced. He had a slow start last year, and he was still a top five running back. Can't argue with that logic. In a best ball, you can't argue with it. All right, round three. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I'm just going to do some highlights. So yeah. round three, George Kittle, Mike Evans at 3.2. You're reaching. You saw a lot of whiteouts go, and you're scared. Nick Chubb, 3.3. Zach Ertz, 3-4. Then Damian Williams at 3-5. Then we grabbed Marlon Mack at 3-6. So after three rounds, we have Marlon Mack, Julio Jones, and Melvin Gordon. I'm feeling pretty solid right now. It's not bad. Until we looked at our bye weeks. Well, that was the wideouts. That was later. Oh, all right. Good, we good, did good. Draft, we drafted <laughs> seven wideouts. And halfway through the draft, notice that of the first five whiteouts we drafted, four had the same off week. Right. So that was a problem. But in best ball, it's not quite that bad. So I was in a best ball where a dude literally drafted one quarterback. That's a mistake. If that guy gets hurt, your season's over. Yeah. Over. Even on auto, it doesn't do that. <laughs> right. Right. So, all right. So let me just run you through the rest of our team. Uh, I'm not going to go through picks. So we ended up with, so kind of get a flow for how this goes. Tight ends aren't at a premium. Running backs and wide receivers are. There's a lot more depth at wideout, but there are cliffs. There are definite cliffs in wideout you have to watch. So we ended up with a QB, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and Andy Dalton. Again, Dalton's one of those guys. Two or three times a year, he's going to have a game. Yeah. One of those, what I need is one of those three every week to have a good game. That's it. That's all you need. And it's very likely. It's also very likely that one of those weeks, one of them will score five points and still be my starter. It's possible. Running backs. We had Melvin Gordon, uh, Mac, 
We got Sony Michelle. I'm not worried about the knee scope. You're not. I was going to ask you about that. I'm not. What I'm more worried about is the fact that New England seems to spin a wheel in the locker room every Sunday morning to figure out who's going to be the guy they target. Uh, We also got Jarek McKinnon. Again, he stays healthy. He's going to be fantastic. And then our last running back is Benny Snell. Little Benny Snell. This is probably a mistake. I have grabbed Benny Snell with the last pick of every best ball draft. I just have a feeling, folks, he is going to get the goal line carries. More than likely. Yes, I just got this feeling. And I heard somebody say it on NFL radio today that the um, Pittsburgh Steelers are on a mission. And their mission is to basically thumb their noses at Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell from a distance and show that they don't need them. So I think you're going to see a lot of targets forced to Juju. I think you're going to see a lot of goal line carries go to Benny Snell. They're going to try and prove that they're a system team, not player dependent. I don't know if they are. I think they're not going to be very good this year, but that seems to be the popular theory. All right, so the wide receivers, we got Julio Jones, we got Cooper Cup, and we got A.J. Green all off week nine. Good job, Britt. You didn't check the off weeks. (laughs) Then we drafted Marvin Jones because he was the best available. Again, dropped off a cliff. D.J. Moore, D.J. Metcalf, and Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith, perfect example of a best ball reach. Once a year, Traquan Smith is going to have 150 yards and two touchdowns. You nice. go ahead and put numbers into a bag and tell me which week it's going to be. Who knows? But it's going to happen. Traquan Smith is going to have a couple good games. And if I'm wrong and he breaks out, that's even better. But tight end, here's where it sucks. So we didn't get a tight end until round 13. Because every time <laughs> we looked at a good tight end, he got sniped a pick or two ahead of us. So our tight ends are Jack Doyle, Dallas Godert, and TJ Hawkinson. If Hawkinson does things in Detroit, which I think he's going to do, we're going to be okay. Otherwise, I'm left to the mercy of the backup running backs in Indianapolis and Philadelphia. This is the Achilles heel of this team. This is not, I'm going to be honest with you, this is not a great team. But it's an okay team. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm going to label this the podcast draft in their app so that we can go back to it and see how we do. There we go. Podcast app. There you go. So what did you think of our team, Craig? Um, other than the off weeks, I like our team. <clears throat> what I, did you learn by doing this process? What would you have done differently if we could draft another team right now and hit the reset button? What would you do differently? Right now, I would pray to God we didn't draft in the middle because that sucks. Four to eight <clears throat> is a wasteland this year, folks. It is. Well, I think actually every year in a snake, and if you're doing a snake draft, and again, our league spoiled me with that. Right, because we're, we're a modified snake. Right. So normal snake huh. drafts, <clears throat> I just, I can't stand. I do them anyway, but I just don't like them. Yeah, but they're pretty much the industry standard. They're the standard. Um, so I would hope we would not be in the middle. Yeah. Um, definitely, you should really pay, well, we should really pay attention to uh, off, weeks. off weeks. It's hard in the app because these are 30-second picks, and it's bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. So you go when you can, but... yeah. Uh, the thing with best, but the cool thing with best ball is, you, well, you can do this with really any draft, I guess. Um, you can, after you, you know, you pick someone. While you're waiting for your next pick, you have you have pretty good amount of time to like look up players. You can favor players. You right. can 
you can tell the system to draft this player if you're not paying attention to your phone or your computer. Which has happened. So I did I did a best ball earlier this year at two roads when I shouldn't have. I was with a group of people <laughs> and I thought I had ten or fifteen minutes to get a best ball in and then I got interrupted and I ended up with only one quarterback. So like I said, which is bad. If right. Luck gets hurt this year, that best ball team, granted, it's only a dollar. I do cheap best balls until I get like closer to the season, but still. Um, what did I learn in this one? Running backs and wide receivers are still a premium. They're going to go first. You have to be aware of your cliffs. The running back cliff happens at six. There are six running backs worth having right out the gate. And after that, you're looking at the Gurley, Connor, um, amalgamation and you don't want that so you want the melvin gordon over those guys i know gordon is talking about his contract he's worried about his contract melvin gordon has also said he's going to show up and do his job so what i think somebody quoted him as saying i don't think this is a quote but somebody turned him basically saying that the best way to get a new contract is to do your job and do your job well so if that's his opinion on it and that's how he's approaching it i feel confident so believe it or not we are out of time that's sad Craig, final thoughts. That's sad. Uh, now is the perfect time to start doing best ball. Because yeah. I think, and I've probably mentioned this before, it's definitely going to, it's good for practice. It's and it's, it's definitely going to show you where, because it's not a computer, it's definitely going to show you where people are drafting, like picking right. people. Even though people can't get their minds, it's hard for people to get their mindset around best ball, because I've tried explaining this to some of my coworkers and it, I can see that it was like deer in headlights. I'm like, dude, you just draft just a team draft it and, and you forget, forget it. about it. You just look at it every week, just see how you did, and you don't worry about the it. The computer is literally going to say you can start one quarterback. It's going to wait till the game's end, pick your best quarterback, and automatically insert him into your lineup. You will automatically start your best possible team every week. So it is draft it and forget it. Last yeah. year, I did nine best ball drafts. I'm probably literally, and this is not a joke, going to do between 20 and 30 this year. Nice. They're cheap. They are, except you do the world one, which they're, we should do. They're cheap. They're anywhere from a dollar to fifty dollars an entry. I can do twenty of them and not my my wife won't even notice the money's gone. No, no. You know, unless it's all right. she dollars doesn't, across the, She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. It's she fine. doesn't, but the producer's downstairs. And if she, <laughs> she heard has, me say she that. She has headphones on. Uh, that's fine. It's fine. But I mean that's the thing. <laughs> and t- last year what I did was I did I think I did ten total, eight maybe eight to ten total. And I did like six one dollar ones. And then I did two or three at the three to five dollar rank, and then the very last one right before the season, I did a ten dollar entry. So I wasted a grand total of like thirty bucks, but it was fantastic draft prep. And their ADPs, their player rankings, if you don't specify player rankings, are based on a growing list on the ADPs of the previous drafts. So they evolve. Melvin Gordon used to be number five on their ADP. He's down to six. The cult of DJ has pushed David Johnson to five. Nah, nah. I'll be biting my tongue. If he has a top three RB year, I'm going to have to quit this podcast. <laughs> this will be the football I do not, podcast presented by Cinch and Craig. I, Let's just be honest. I don't think... But do it. Do best ball. Do best ball. But yeah, I don't think the uh, Cardinals... Or, I mean, they're on their way. They're in a better spot now, but they're not. Yeah. That division's bad. That division's top-heavy. Yeah. Seattle Quick. and the Rams are really good. And the Cardinals are not beating either one of them. <laughs> and the Cardinals and Niners are not. Aren't they? Isn't Seattle a Russell Wilson injury away from irrelevant? Maybe. 
Chris Carson <clears throat> going to carry that team to a nine and seven season? Or Rashad Penny? <laughs> or Rashad Penny? So I tell you right now. All right, so here's my final thought. My final thought is going to be a question for Craig. Yep. Looking at the NFC West, let's presume that Todd Gurley and or Russell Wilson only play six games this season. Let's say they both, unfortunately, through injury, don't play more than six games. Okay. Who wins that division? <clears throat> the 49ers. At like nine and seven, right? Nine and seven, ten and six at the most, but yeah. Presuming the other teams stay healthy. Right. Right. All of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes looks like a fantasy god. Because of George Kittle. Because of George Kittle. If you can carry three... Who, I don't even know who the, the wide receivers are off the top of my head there. We don't have time to look it up. Craig, reach Damn for it. We'll do it next week. Do it live. But yes, but Jimmy Garoppolo all of a sudden might be a god. You never know. He might be a god. Jared Goff cannot carry the Rams by himself. No, he's, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a good quarterback, but he needs he needs people around him. Exactly. We saw that when Gurley wasn't available and all of a sudden it was stop the pass, they folded like a deck of cards. Right. Seattle is not a good team. And I'm sorry. I have a friend from grade school, Kathy, who I know listens to this once in a great while. Kath, Kathy is a tremendous Seahawks fan. Sorry, Kathy. Without Russell Wilson, your team's really bad. Really, really bad. Now, could you say the same for the Chiefs? Absolutely. If Patrick Mahomes goes down, our season's probably over. There's Madden. a lot of teams you can say that about. <laughs> no, he's, he's going to be fine. Sure he is. He's going to be fine. Yeah. No, because it, yeah, it, it's if, fine. It, it's, if all, that's, it's all fine. If the Madden curse comes to pass, I'm going to throttle you with my own two hands. I, I don't say I didn't warn you. No, you can croak that at me as I strangle I, you. I warned you. Just saying. It's pretty much going to be Brit, that meme of that little dog sitting in a room full of fire. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> that's what it's going to be like. So that's my final thought. Go out there, do best ball, start getting ready for the season. Rankings are starting to come out. CBS started putting out their top 150. Um, it Just don't don't marry yourself to it. Go out there, start enjoying yourself. The football season is going to be upon us before we know it. Yeah. We are going to start doing our rankings in July. I don't know exactly when that's going to be yet. It might not be till July 17th or the beginning of August, but with our new season starting in July and episode 100 coming. Dun, 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 dun. Fingers crossed. I hope we have a surprise for episode 100. You never know. Uh, we're going to have a former NFL player on. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> any, any former NFL players live near us? Probably. Oh, there's one I can think of. There must be. Yeah, oh, my God. It's the most obscure player of all time. <clears throat> I work with someone whose brother is in the NFL. Can we get him on the? Can we get him on the phone? I don't think he has a team right now, so probably. There we go. <laughs> anyway, that, I won't. I'm not going to promise an NFL player or a former NFL player. But what I am going to promise is we are going to try and do a huge show for episode 100 if we can work it out. We're in negotiations to try and do that right now, um, and hopefully we will have that to announce shortly. Uh, until then, next week we will be back. Leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to us. If you have any questions for us, at FignutsDFS on Twitter or Fignuts at gmail.com. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>